Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Perhaps you uh, recognize those words as being excerpts from the Declaration of Independence. It was on June 11, 1774, that the Second Continental Congress appointed five men to draft the Declaration of Independence. Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, Robert Livingston, Roger Sherman and Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson finally was designated to be the actual writer. That was the Committee of Five. It was to be a declaration explaining why they were declaring independence from Great Britain. On July 2nd, they voted to become independent from Great Britain. On July 4th, they ratified the written document and signed it. The words of God before us this morning that apply to this celebration this coming week. Proverbs chapter 8, you heard it read before, through me kings reign and rulers decree fair laws. Through me princes rule so do nobles and all fair judges. Daniel chapter 2. Praise God's name from everlasting to everlasting because he is wise and powerful. He changes times and periods of history. He removes kings and establishes them. Acts 17. From one man he has made every nation of humanity to live over the earth. He has given them the seasons of the year and the boundaries within which to live. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who died and rose that we might live forever and who has granted us a time to worship him and to tell of him in this free land, my beloved. July 4th is a time to remember 
what we're celebrating. Because we are prone to forget the gifts that God has passed on to us by our nation and our government. July 4th, 1776, as I mentioned before, the signing of the Declaration of Independence, an act of courage by our forefathers, because they sat in that room and they recognized that as they put uh, ink to paper, that considered by Great Britain, they were now guilty of treason. And by the way, they weren't independent yet. It wasn't until the year 1783, seven years later, when the Revolutionary War against England was over, that uh, by the Peace of Paris, they accepted the, the Articles of uh, Independence. And then eight years later, December 15, 1791, the First Amendment to the Constitution, known as the Bill of Rights, was written, guaranteeing us the right to exercise the freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, the freedom of the press, that the government cannot interfere with the right of people to peaceably assemble, and the government cannot prohibit the petitioning for a governmental redress of grievances. But as history tells us, it was not until the conclusion of the War of 1812, when British soldiers were on the very steps of Washington, D.C., that we were finally free from British rule. 1812, 36 years after the signing of the Declaration of Independence. July 4th. A celebration, it certainly should be a celebration of, of more than uh, a day off from work or grilling on the back, in the backyard or a day concluded by fireworks or even a day where we just recall some history. It's a time to thank God and to recognize that He and He alone is in control of everything. It's a day to remember that we really live in two kingdoms. It's a time to celebrate the freedoms that we have right now. And it's also a time to repent of the sin of taking our freedom for granted because it is a gift from God. Despite all appearances around us, God is still in control. The condescension and the contempt from secular culture over against the Christian community, the actions and threats of terrorism, the worry about war, a polarized nation where we wonder if God's words are going to come true that a house divided against itself cannot stand, St. Paul's words that I mentioned just a, a few moments ago, migrations and accomplishments of nations are all in God's hands. Empires rise and fall according to his will. Civilizations and cultures and even geography and the history of nations are ordered by him. Everything 
is in God's control. And it's also time for us to remember that we live in two kingdoms as signified by the two flags on your pews this morning. We live in the kingdom of the world and we live in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of the world, typified by nations, by governments. Every time we see the red, white, and blue, the stars and stripes, we are reminded of some history. Every once in a while I hear stories about some of our young kids in, in grade school. They're not learning about the history of our nation. If you ask them why are there 13 stripes and 48 stars, they can't tell you. 13 stripes, 13 original colonies, 48 stars, the four, uh, 50 stars, 50 stars of our nation. You see how old I am. <laughs> 50 stars. Uh, that's the nation and the country in which we live. When do you enter the kingdom of the world? When you're born, wherever you are. India, Pakistan, South America, wherever. Land, governments, politics, kingdom of the world. You enter the kingdom of heaven when you're reborn either as a baby by baptism or perhaps later on in life coming to know Jesus as your Savior. The kingdom of the God is represented by the Christian flag, red, white, and blue, red cross on a blue background and a big white background. Red, the blood of Jesus Christ. You come into God's kingdom when you recognize that you are saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. Big white background. You come into God's kingdom when you recognize that you are declared holy, white, pure through the blood of Jesus Christ. And blue to remind you that you are guaranteed of heaven through Jesus Christ. One kingdom, kingdom of this world, another kingdom, the kingdom of God. Christians live in both kingdoms. And we recognize that one is only temporary and one is eternal. And God tells us, don't get too comfortable here in this temporary kingdom in which you live because you're on your way to the eternal kingdom. You're not home yet. Fourth of July is a time to celebrate God's, the God-given freedoms that we have right now. And not to take them for granted. It isn't kind of interesting when you think about it. No nation in all of history has endured from the beginning of time up to the present. Nations, governments, come and go. Right now we have a constitution that guarantees us certain rights, rights of freedom. But there is no God-given guarantee that the rights that we have right now are going to exist to the end of time. Constitutions are only as good as the community of people who are willing to live by it. When they don't, then it's gone. Cherish the gift of God for the right to assemble, like we are doing this morning. Some countries, you can't do that. The right that we have to worship God in the way that we see fit. That could be taken away from us. 
And so throughout the world we have freedom and we have oppression. We have prosperity and we have adversity. And are all of them are relative to God's control according to the things that he wants. And I always remind us and myself that, uh, you know, the church doesn't always fare so well in prosperity, but it does spread in adversity. Just ask some of the Chinese people today. Church has not always fared well in freedom. Sometimes it takes oppression. And the church has not always cherished freedom. How do you take freedom for granted? And we're all susceptible. By not worshiping our Lord as we're free to do today in public. Ignorant of public affairs. Never vote. Not pray for government officials. And we're all guilty. And we all need to be reminded once again of the blood of Jesus Christ and the declaration of righteousness and that heaven is ours and that he gives us the, the, the icing on the top by allowing us to live in a free land to be able to worship the God and the only God who is there. Earthly freedoms do not last forever. So God, grant that we always use our current freedoms, the gift of God, and not take them for granted. Use them to hear God's word and in all the visible and physical ways that we can use to spread the message of Jesus Christ so that many of our fellow citizens of the church and of our nation, that we all may ultimately dwell together forever in a lasting country, the kingdom of heaven, before the Lamb and the throne of God. And God granted for Jesus' sake, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made. <clears throat> who for us men, for our salvation, came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, 
who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.